good people there. We die for it, kill for it if I have to, but I will. But it's not a piece of the earth, not a dead piece of the earth. It is a I'm <laughs> sorry. 
Go, 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 go. Uh, we are, how should we say, there's probably going to be a lot of fuck-ups today. I do apologise, and I've already got a major one. <laughs> um, uh, what should we say, I've been uh, playing uh, hide-and-seek with uh, Twitter, but stupidly logged on with my Google account to my Twitter account, and now, of course, it wants to log me out 
and I had a whole bunch of tabs open. Let me just see if I can rescue uh, <laughs> rescue half the string. Uh, just just bear with me. Just bear with me. Uh, let's do this. Let's do this. Um, I think I'm just about to nuke my um, <laughs> nuke my uh, Twitter. Fuck. <laughs> ah, such is life. Such is life. Well, I hope everyone's well. Uh, I apologise. There hasn't been uh, much in the way of um, streaming. Uh, let's see if this sends something through. And let's just see if they ban me straight away. Um, I've got a feeling. Come on. Yes. 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 Do this. Yeah, two, eight, zero, one, nine. Uh, all right. Bam. Uh, well, <laughs> barred for 12 hours. Well, that means that means the account is going to get new. There's only a few hundred on it. Um, <laughs> we find the dissidents. Yes, yes. This is the world in which we're stumbling our way into. And my, why does my mic all sound messed up as well? Is the sound okay? Is the sound okay? Yeah, look, I've had YouTube take me out youtube is back um there's a new youtube channel which you can subscribe to and yeah they've um read only main which means you can't tweet retweet or like content most accounts will gain access in a full week but could take longer yeah um i've just fucking blown that account <laughs> god damn it a stupid mistake to make i wasn't paying attention there's a, there's a new new uh, version of uh, OBS now, and of course, um, Stream Deck needed to wasn't working properly with it, and then the camera wouldn't work, and then all all sorts, and then I'm trying to get uh, tabs uh, working, and what if what if I do this start. Look, will it take me to the story that I had? No. God damn it. How many how many Twitter stories did I have up there? Not many. Alright, it's not it's not too bad. It's not too bad. There's plenty. There's plenty to be getting on with. God, what a stupid thing to do. Um but yeah, I I am how you would say a high-profile target for the uh, corporate stakeholders. They don't like old Doctor Kev. Uh, that happened to Jeremy too this week. Who's Jeremy? Who's Jeremy? I don't know. I know a lot of Jeremys. Uh, right. So what shall we be doing? Um, so yes, the 
title of this stream is of course to do with biolabs and i had this story lined up again a few days ago i didn't get around to it i apologize it should have been more uh, upfront and center but uh, well in the meantime there's been a, a, an update to it so uh, not all bad and the uh, look you want you want my opinion <laughs> we're in we're in pretty dire straits folks uh when well when we get to the story and have when well, i've realized there's another another um maybe maybe i'll have to um Um, well, anyway, at least I got the alert out. <laughs> Just, uh, I'll, I'll leave that one up there. That's, uh, that's funny. Um, but yeah, what, so Biolabs, um, long hauler. And look, I guess most of the twit things that I had were the Shahids, who have given themselves over, done something that you, citizen, have been scared to do, which is to, say, get in there and sequester your carbon, look after Klaus and his cronies, and, uh, again, there's a whole bunch of, uh, what, would, what would you say? I was, re I, I was reading about, of course, how Klaus is, uh, we, we all know this, but um, was a protege of Kissinger. And this goes back to the Harvard, whatever it was, foreign, foreign, something study group, etc. And basically, that's all CIA programs. And you know, uh, is is the WEF a like I say a distraction? A distraction be for the. Uh, Oh, the deeper state, the super deep state, the CIA. I, d I don't know, but I, I'm looking at the... Oh God, why, why does my earphone sound so odd? Is, is the mic over-saturating or something? If I turn that down. I don't know. I sound really loud in my, in my ears for some reason. But, ah, that's better. Is, is, is the sound better now? To sound better now and do that yes yes uh, it's a bit loud yeah yeah sorry um again it's all to do with the oh now now you don't hear me at all do obs new obs what can i say do that so hang on i better just check i've got filters and everything running on here filters uh noise suppression limiter yes do this do this now check 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 oh streaming man sometimes like sometimes it can be hilarious ab ab absolutely hilarious i love it there are other times right, when, when the tech shit's all stacking up on top of each other and uh, the, look, I'm not even, not even peeking into the yellow and I feel like I'm shouting, I'm shouting into the microphone. Fuck's sake. What's the matter with you? What's going on? 
What's going on? Better? Check, check. Check, check, check. Good, good. One, two, one, two, one, three, one, four, one, five. Let's see. Little one says Melinda Gates announced looking at gender, collecting data, and making investments. Uh, yes. Look the, again. This is the world in which we're going to find ourselves. And you know, I had to again just to submit a manuscript this week. I, I had to. Oh, not just not just a manuscript, but you know, there's the diversity box that you have to fill in. You can't just ignore it now. There's an option to say prefer not to say. But in in effect, you're still forced to answer it. And so I would just prefer to just skip that box. And when it comes to setting up new Twitter accounts and uh, what have you, <laughs> YouTube accounts, it all, they all have this fucking gender diversity bollocks written all over them. It's infuriating. Okay, can't we can't we just wind it back in a little bit? Because well, we we know what it is. It's it's about subversion. It's about breaking you down. It's about breaking us all down. And there's a uh, there's a dark dark path ahead, and a, a lot of that dark path ahead i think is going to be revolving around this next generation conflict and again the the if i get to the if i get to long covid and i've managed to get through much of the stories i've got lined up for today i've only got a couple of hours before the kids get to school so we'll be quick uh yes it's about forcing to choose the lesser of two insanities um that yeah i i, I agree and it, and again it's all to do with just pushing your buttons, making you try to lose it and flip out, like like banning my channel for uh, <laughs> gross indecency, gross indecency when you can uh, literally find uh, faggots shoving dildos up their ass on on YouTube, and uh, apparently my streams are worse than that. And what it tells me is is that they're desperate to try to shut people like me down. They don't want someone who can read the science turning around and informing the public exactly what it is that they're doing. And we're, we're watching them engage in again a whole another level of subterfuge in, in this current environment. And we... We need to stay on top of it. As as a black pill as it is, it's important that we stay on top of it all and we do our very, very best to um, yeah, not let it drag you down. Right? Forewarned is forearmed, etc. And better to have a little inkling of what they might be planning than just to get completely taken by surprise. And we're entering some critical months in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, we're the, the cold and flu season is upon us. We're all going to be packed into uh, sealed up rooms and offices and cubicles. There's going to be a new, new gene transfection iteration rolled out and you know, maybe maybe they've uh, maybe they've got it uh, better 
this time. I don't I don't know, but the um this the simple fact is that we we've we've gotta tread very, very carefully. So let me do this. Let's let's dive in and then with all this and I've got loads of other tech stuff to do after this. So um we'll make this a quick one. So Oh, all right, that went quite smooth. <laughs> that wasn't. No, uh, no uh, Nazi saluting monkeys uh, leaping out the screen there. Uh, let's see. J.M. Groove says, Dr. Seuss bad. Uh, Dr. Dre equals R. Glock shooting at cops. Yeah. All right, Centripede wants me to look at a Twitter uh, link. Let me just see if that will work. Breaking news, the judge in Missouri versus Biden has joined with the AGs in Missouri and LA to represent Dr. J. Bachchara, Mike Kuldoff, Health Freedom LA has ruled in our favor. We've got discovery from Fauci and Jean-Pierre. Yes, actually, that's one of the stories that I had lined up, is just that we, we need to, um, oh, <laughs> we need to, uh, push back and you know i've i would like to bring a case right i can't you can't just keep schwacking people on and, and abusing their rights right you, you're supposed to have some contractual rights that <laughs> prevent abuse from people uh, up on high coming coming around and uh, shutting you down because they don't like the sound of what it is that you're saying and again the the last strike that I got, which was to basically, uh, again, the, <laughs> just they, could have, they could have banned me for anything, but for uh, degenerate, sexual, whatever it was, uh, that's, that's something that's just gonna push my buttons. Anyway, there's an echo, how dare you? There's not an echo, um, behave. Um, see did that did that all right so if you've wondered in it here uh wondered wandered in here wondered who you're looking at who's speaking to you this is me my name's got dr kevin mccann principal investigator the career brain research institute uh i'm now part of uh what say an insurgency trying to fight back against the abuse of science that's being used to corral you into uh the stakeholders next iteration of Rube Goldberg uh, machine to keep you on the treadmill and not looking at who's pulling the strings. And remember, and all the while telling you that your government loves you. Right, uh, some kind of echo. <laughs> right. All right, let me just try and find where there's an echo. Uh, is it here? No, when you change screens, camera, there was an echo. Check, check, check. Oh, yes, I see what it is. Boom. Yeah, it should be gone now. Uh, so, where was I? <laughs> no, it's the internal mic on the camera picking up. You have to make sure it's off. Uh, right. 
South Park can mock Sarah Jessica Parker as a transvestite donkey witch on point. How dare anyone not in the club doing that? Uh, yes, 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 yes. I agree. Anyway, just uh, let me let me try and get into the groove a little bit. But that's me. I am a real scientist. You can, you can go uh, go check me out there, and uh, you'll see the real deal. Even uh, submitting papers as we speak. And uh, one of one of the things that we try to do on this channel is uh, again report on the science and actually try to do some of the science to counteract the bullshit coming from both sides both sides that's the fauci mob and of course the other clowns on the no virus end of the spectrum it's uh, it's a constant battle the thing is it means you make a lot of enemies and when making uh, a lot of enemies like that of course your channels are going to come under attack and so it is what it is we uh, we just keep fixing bayonets and keep trying to charge forward at the enemy. Right, so that's me. What you should do, let me do this tab first, housekeeping. Housekeeping, housekeeping, housekeeping. So McCannDojo.com is our sort of home base website. And there's the link in the chat. And there you will find the most up-to-date links, except Twitter. I'm banned, banned off Twitter, um, but Getter, I'm using Getter now, and uh, Telegram, uh, somewhat, uh, what else do we have, Gab, I go out on Gab, I don't think I have it on there, but um, YouTube uh, is live right now, we can change that, let me just give you the YouTube link, so you can subscribe to uh, YouTube, and that reminds me what happens if i do this and i do this go here and i do this oh it's not gonna i, I want to see if um can anyone just try hitting subscribe let me know if you've hit subscribe on that website and see if it just pings up a uh, an alert in the in the screen because that means that's another another job I've got to do. All right, where was I? Um, maybe maybe it'll let me do that. No. All right, where was I? No, it won't. It won't because it thinks it's me. What if I switch account and go to there? Oh, so yeah, it always because it, it tells me it's there's me. What if I switch do that? Subscribe. No, it's not working. God damn it! All right, I'll I'll, I'll do it. This is the, any software job. Why do things have to change? Why? Why? So I don't know. I don't know if anyone sends uh, any um, gay pals today. All right. So anyway, part of the housekeeping is to let you know that, of course, uh, it doesn't just extend to taking away your um, social media presence. Uh, it means uh, taking away 
your banking so they'll come after paypal etc and i don't know why what excuse they use to uh try to get me taken down uh, i guess <laughs> it's just uh he keeps calling us out for our uh <laughs> biowarfare programs we can't have that we can't have that so uh but but i've managed i've managed to finagle in such a way streamlabs and now now is that gonna work what happens if i do that what happens if i do that and then try and do this and let me oh, i just want to see if i can i can make a tip or if that's if that's broken now because of the bear with me folks it's a troubleshooting session if i don't if i don't get uh all the uh let me just send myself five five bucks let's do this uh your message uh, um, where's message donation message youtube All right. Do this. I'm just I'm just interested to see if this will work. Um, donate. Mm. Donate. <laughs> Fuck you, it's such a pain in the ass. Um, select where you would like your <laughs> All right. Fuck you, let me do this. Next. Just bear with me. All right, confirm. Confirm. Hang up. There was an error process. Fuck you. Fuck you. I can't be asked. <laughs> <It's> just... Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, what was I saying about streaming? The change the web software version into OBS, it's a huge and good change. It means we can trigger the chip jar directly into OBS if we need to. Um, donate is the new PayPal. Um, you can use the tip jar or you can use Streamlabs. I would just like someone to, to let me know if they can make Streamlabs work. <laughs> I, I just tried and it rejected me. <laughs> So someone, someone, see if that works. I will. Uh, I will let you. Uh, uh, oh, oh, do that. Uh, all right. Where was I? <laughs> Messing around with this. Yeah, but look, that they they're trying to debank me. We're trying to do science. And, you know, part of that science right now is to make sure that we can get this gene transfection technology juice into, into some monkeys. And uh, we will have a look, have a look at what we see. Uh, at the same time, um, a lot of what we're doing is building out a uh, streaming platform. Uh, you can go to WTYL. Uh, oh, it's changed. OSP.WTYL. Um, I don't know why that is, but uh, there you go. It's changed for the moment, but there you can watch the stream. We should be able this to gene transfection technology. There. So that's working right now. And uh, of course, tip jars, done all that, done all that. Patreons, please become Patreon. All right, so let's get to the, uh, the, the censorship that we're dealing with. And again, there's many, many different stories and threads to pull out. And this was just... Uh, is, is this new? Let me just, I've seen 10th of June, September 1st. But uh, over 50 Biden administration employees, 12 US agencies involved in social media censorship push. Uh, senior officials in the US government, including White House lawyer Dana Remus, her deputy assistant to President Rob Flaherty, and one-time White House senior COVID-19 advisor Andy Slavitt have been in touch with one or more major social media companies to try to get the companies to tighten rules on allegedly false and misleading information on COVID-19 and take action against users who violate the rules the documents show. Now, again, this comes down to, right, what's, what's misinformation? <laughs> In this instance, is the fact that um, SARS-CoV-2 is very likely the consequence of DOD programs run amok as they've metastasized through the uh, academic infrastructure? Is that misinformation? I don't think so. I think that's pretty spot on. So spot on that they've even had to wheel out Jeffrey Sachs to admit it's so. In July 2021, for instance, after Biden said that Facebook was killing people by not combating misinformation effectively, an executive of Meta reached out to Surgeon General Vivek Murthy, a Biden appointee, to say the government and Meta teams met after the remarks to better understand the scope of what the White House expects from us uh, on misinformation going forward. And uh, oh, that did work. Uh, Ralakaram, thank you very much for 20 bucks. That made my day. So that worked. So why do, why why wasn't it telling me people subscribing? Uh, never mind. It's not a big deal. But thank you, thank you. Uh, every incomplete analysis is missing 
information so it's a new speak or double think phrase yes yes we're <laughs> we blew past uh brave new world in 1984 a long time ago if we were in some we're in some other paradigm i don't know what it is it's the uh fight to the bitter end we're literally choking the the, the ai's got its hands around our throat and we've got our hands around its throat it's whoever gives in first uh, let's see the same back to the story the same executive later wrote to Matthew saying I just want to make sure you saw the steps we took just this past week to adjust policies on what we are removing with respect to misinformation as well as steps taken to further address the disinfo dozen including removing pages linked to the group the White House publicly pressured social media companies to take action against the group that officials dubbed the disinformation dozen which a non-profit claimed were producing the bulk of the anti-vaccine mis- but that um that non-profit wouldn't have been the ADL, would it? Does anyone remember? Was it the ADL? Disinformation dozen. Please, that. Oh, oh. Disinformation dozen. ADL. The disinformation dozen. Is this it? Well, it's someone's uh, thesis. BSC. Um, oh, I don't see ADL there. But uh, yeah, Logan's Run. <laughs> I think that's what Logan's Run is probably more appropriate to where we are. Uh, let's see. All right, let's go back here to find out what we have here. So, in another exchange that year, Department of Treasury official working on mis dis amount information told Meta workers the Deputy Treasury Secretary wanted to talk about potential influence operations in a text in February 2021. Meanwhile, U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency Director Jen Easley wrote to another agency official that she was trying to get us in a place where Fed can work with platforms to better understand the mis dis trends so relevant agencies can try to pre-bunk, debunk as useful. The documents were part of preliminary production in a lawsuit levied against the government by the Attorney Generals of Missouri and Louisiana, later joined by experts maligned by federal officials. Yeah, I want to join that group. <laughs> I want to join that group for all their, all their taking me out for uh, medical misinformation, for talking about prions, and uh, now they're basically calling me a sexual degenerate. Uh, let's see if there was ever any doubt the federal government was behind censorship of Americans who dared to dissent from official COVID messaging. That doubt has been erased. Jenin Yoon's a lawyer with the New Civil Liberties Alliance, who is representing some of the plaintiffs in the case, said in a statement, the shocking extent of the government's involvement in silencing Americans through coercing social media companies has now been revealed. Yes, nice. Plaintiffs said the massive pressure campaign amounted to a censorship enterprise because it involved so many officials and agencies. I agree. Government lawyers only identified 45 officials of five agencies, Department of Homeland Security, uh, CISA, well, I don't know what CISA is, uh, CDC, and the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, and Methis Office who communicated with social media companies on misinformation. Although documents they produced showed others were involved, including officials at the, cens the Census Bureau? What? How does that make sense? Uh, and Departments of Treasury and State 
Uh, responses from the big tech companies also revealed more officials involved with the effort. Meta has disclosed that at least 32 federal officials, including top officials at the White House and Food and Drug Administration, are in communication with it about content moderation. Many of the officials weren't identified in the response by the government. YouTube disclosed 11 officials not divulged by the government, and Twitter identified nine, including senior officials at the State Department. The discovery provided so far demonstrates that this censorship enterprise is extremely broad. Plaintiffs said, adding later that it rises to the highest levels of US government, including numerous White House officials. Additionally, the FBI wasn't identified, even though the agency recently said after Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg revealed the Bureau reached out before the 2020 election that it routinely issues communications to social media companies. What about Hunter Biden's laptop? Holy shit. America, you're in such a torrid state right now. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. you. You need to. You're in a nosedive. In the nose dive, and this isn't this isn't no normal passenger jet nose dive. This is some Mac two Mac three nose dive, and you've literally got nanoseconds to uh, pull out of it. More discovery is needed to undercover the full breadth and pressure of the campaign. Plaintiffs told the judge overseeing the case when the federal government colludes with big tech to censor speech, the American people become subjects rather than citizens. I agree. I agree. I agree. And um, I'm all for it. How do I get in on this case? Um, Pre-bunk, that's propaganda. Bunk is propaganda. Debunking is anti-propaganda in the critical sense. Boom, that's a done deal. Welcome to postmodernism. Yes. Um, uh, the whole document is a farce because citizens are subjects more catapulted propaganda. Um, is that uh, subjects? You're a subject if you're part of the Commonwealth. I'm not sure it applies to the US, to tell the truth. Um, so, yeah, make of that what you will. All right, so <laughs> this wasn't on my list, but uh, as I clicked on um, Twitter, <laughs> this was under there. Oh, Fat Peter, please don't notice the bus I'm under. Yeah. You're going to feel some pain soon, sunshine. <laughs> that I can guarantee. All right, what did I have next? Um... Oh, yeah, this is... <laughs> This this was on a you know fairly respectable website I guess you know it's it's something that I had on my, in my feed long before COVID uh, med page and can you be so fit that you die early <laughs> now look man um, I get it you know we th th there used to be cases of the odd athlete exerting themselves to uh, breaking point where, you know, yeah, some, something, something bad would happen to them. But are we seeing the, is this, is this just an attempt to sort of preempt the, the deep, no, not what, what was it? Pre-bunk, pre-bunk the, uh, the issues around uh, all those brave citizens sequestering their carbon, like the uh, good shaheeds that they are individuals like this and like this what's this story about basically he's talking about cycling etc and but again the um it's the it's the headline that um bothers me and can you be so fit that you die early 
call me skeptical on that one. But here we go. Uh, a Wichita Baptist Tigers D.L. Clark Yarborough dies at age 21. Uh, we salute this Shahid for sequestering his carbon. So, so enthusiastically. Um, now, again, I'm... Wow. It says that they're not sharing information about the cause of death. But twenty-one-year-olds uh, just just happen to be keeling over. Uh, call me a little skeptical. Let's just see if I can pull up the other um, the other. Let's see. Do this. Do this. Uh, 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 and do this. Just see if I can find some of the other um, shahids. This one. Uh, hockey player striker Mikhail Hakarainen. Hakarainen, is that how you would say that? I guess Finnish. Uh, retires. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a, he didn't go all the way. He bottled it. He's retiring due to heart condition. Didn't, didn't go all the way to sequestering his carbon, but uh, he's gone part of the way there uh, with heart condition. Uh, but again, another young... This dude's even got acne. He's so fucking young. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, where was the other one that I had? I did have another one that was on uh, Twitter, maybe. Oh, of course. I'm going to lose this story as well. But bring that up. Yeah, I think that was it. Anyway, more more shahids, more shahids giving themselves selflessly to the cause, so the stakeholders can continue their lavish lifestyles while you freeze to death uh, during the winter. All right, what did I have next? Yes, the gas wars. Now again, um, this is what I had. Uh, lining up for the last stream i had to take a couple of days off i was just um i was knackered but um this is about freezing to death and you know this is this is i think about as serious as it can get because this this means that the war isn't constrained to ukraine now it covers all of europe and what that does is it puts us into a situation of more social unrest, people. And with the cold, I guess, comes illness. And then who knows what the supply chains are going to be like. It's all looking very much like a planned Holodomor. Uh, but let's see what uh, we on has to say it has been a sum of chaos in europe wait, wait, wait. let me yeah, turn that down a little bit from heat waves to drought and from travel disruptions to cost of living crisis summer of 2022 was unpleasant at the least for europe however even the times ahead look grim as europeans are staring at a difficult winter with winters just around the corner russia has closed a crucial gas pipeline for europe russia's gas giant gazprom has closed the Nord stream one pipeline for three days citing routine maintenance on wednesday uh, I don't think it came back on. It's been three days, right? 
I don't think it's coming back on. If someone can update, this was this was three days ago. So um... the closure has now been extended indefinitely of a reported oil spill. The oil spill was found close to the Finnish border, where gas is put under high pressure to allow it to flow through the pipeline all the way to Germany. Now, in a statement on Telegram, Gazprom said representatives of Germany's Siemens have also endorsed a report on the oil spill. The Russian state-owned company says it cannot fix the leak due to a lack of parts. The essential parts company says are covered by international sanctions against Russia. The <laughs> this is great. Uh, so, in order to rub West nose in the uh, sanctions, the uh, Ruskies have probably uh, blown a few seals here or there. How oh, God! Sorry, Governor. <laughs> that one's uh, yeah. That's that one's that one. We'll have to take to the shop. Can't fix it on the side of the road here. There'll be a tow in charge. The West is accusing the Russian president of using gas supplies as a weapon to bring Europe to its knees. Without crucial Russian supplies, Europe will be left without the means to keep itself warm through the winter, from geysers to heaters, or run on the power which is ultimately fueled by Russian gas. Even the German turbine manufacturer Siemens, which Gazprom says has endorsed its report, has clarified that an oil leak in a pumping system does not have to be a reason to close the Nord Stream 1 pipeline. Now, according to the German manufacturer, there are enough other turbines available in the Russian compressor station. Commenting on the latest developments, European Union says the bloc is well prepared in the event of a total halt in Russian gas deliveries thanks to storage. Is it? Is it? I'm not so sure about that. I'm not so sure. Are we going to see some? Uh, how should we say? Uh, storage, uh, storage depots uh, <laughs> lighting up in the middle of the night, like the ones we've seen in the US. Its capacity and energy-saving measures. Whatever be the claims and counterclaims, all we know right now for sure is that Europe is now crumbling and scrambling to reduce consumption for one and looking for alternative sources of energy for another. And there's certainly no denial to the fact that if the Russian gas supplies remain disrupted in the coming months, this winter, Russia will have the upper edge again. And for more on this, we are being joined by Peter Kaznick, who is a professor of history and the director of the Nuclear Studies Institute at American University. Peter, welcome to the program and thanks for making time for us. Thank you. What do you make of Russia's actions? Is it payback for the sanctions imposed on the country? And what effects will the closure really have on Europe? Uh, I think there is already uh, a gas war, an economic war going on between You don't say. That's some stunning insight there. What was, what was this? The uh, Institute on uh, Atomic whatever, Science and... Russia and the Europeans. Director Nuclear Studies Institute, okay? Mm. Wow. Amazing insight. Well, how much he gets paid for that. And this is another step in that. The sanctions that the Europeans have imposed on Russia's economy. <laughs> shut, shut this boring twat up. Let's have a look at this. Uh, Gazprom is trolling the Europeans. <laughs>
What's that? How's that green tech working out for you? I've been in Austria, right? And it, it hit sort of like minus 20. <laughs> and that's, that's cold. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no getting away from that cold, right? You, you either stand next to the heater or you're cold. And, uh, well, I don't know, like Austria, you know, they, they've, they've got the forests and, uh, <laughs> a lot of wood fires back then, but um, I don't I don't remember gas being an integral part of it. But just you know, Central Europe does get bloody cold. of a troll it was but uh <laughs> go back to this boring russia can retaliate because there's the europe europe is still heavily dependent on russia especially for natural gas so even though the europeans have been trying to fill their uh, capacity to their stockpiles for to be ready for the winter we estimate that germany's stockpile is 84 percent filled and europe's the rest of europe's is about 80 percent filled but the gazprom and russian officials say that that is not going to last through the winter and that europe will be in for a lot of suffering as a result. So the prices are already skyrocketing. The wholesale gas prices are up 400% over the past year. And we're looking for, this is going to diminish the supply and is going to send the gas prices up higher. And there's likely to be shortages that are going to have pretty devastating economic repercussions. So Russia does have the upper hand in that regard and is using this as a weapon, just like the Europeans are using all of their leverage as weapons against Russia right now. Peter, what can Europe do? And, uh, you know, six of one, half a dozen of the other. And I think uh, I think they prodded the bear a little bit too much. Do right now to avert a possible or what you call an imminent suffering. What I would like to see Russia, the Europeans do is put pressure on both sides to start diplomacy, start negotiating. Right now, the United States and Europe are simply flooding more and more uh, military support into Ukraine, and that's helping keep this going. Uh, we don't have any real flexibility on the part of Russia or the part of Ukraine right now. So there's no serious talks going on. But the only way to avert economic and other crises is to begin to negotiate and enter this very, very dangerous and terribly uh, destructive war. Uh, so the Europeans do not have a lot of options. They're getting a lot of gas of, of gas now from Norway and other places. In fact, Norway is supplying more gas to Europe now than Russia is. Uh, so even before this, the pipeline was well, only... I don't, think, I don't think that's hard when uh, Russia's not supplying any producing 20% of capacity in terms of the amount of oil that was going into Europe. So this was even before this latest cutoff, this was a serious problem. And the United States has been providing a lot of liquefied natural gas. So they're looking for alternatives as well as alternatives domestically. They keep the nuclear plants going in Germany and they're looking for other sources. So it's, but it's, it's going to only get more and more. No, I, I, I can't vouch for this 
story. I don't know where I heard it either in the last few days. But apparently uh, Angela Merkel just decided to shut down Germany's nuclear power plants. She just over a glass of wine with her husband. They just said, oh, we don't want any of that nasty nuclear energy. We'll shut all that down along with our coal-powered our coal powered stations we'll just uh, we'll just take all that cheap ruski gas <laughs> uh, cj says they've got oil out the wazoo um but the thing is you've got to have a distribution system in place and you've got to have heating systems that can use the oil and most most places in Europe will be gas central heating for sure um kerosene people out in the sticks probably have sort of the capacity for like kerosene heating but um even even if they had enough oil to do it i think it would take a, a significant lead up time just to make sure people have got a uh, safe kerosene heater serious as the winter proceeds there is a hope in some circles that because of global warming this will be a mild winter in europe but we don't <laughs> oh man just that fictive reality it blows my mind every time i don't know if that's going to be the case and we we do anticipate very serious problems mm. peter let's talk about this other sources of uh you know, energy, why is it proving difficult for Europe? And I know you've mentioned this. Why is it proving difficult for Europe to find alternatives? And what can ease their dependency on Russian oil and energy? They've been talking about this for quite some time, the need to reduce their dependence on Russian energy, uh, but they haven't found viable sources. Some of it has to do with the means of transport. Some of these means of transport are much more expensive, and there is just simply not that much. It, there's, the Europeans have been talking about putting a cap, a price cap, on Russian oil and Russian gas. Uh, if they do so, Russia has threatened to cut off completely and simply find other markets. Russia has already been setting a lot of Oh, Chad. Oh, Vlad. He's got the Chad walk. Oil, a gas, as we know, to India, uh, also much more to China. So there are other countries who are happy to take Russian gas and oil at discounted prices, which Russia is offering. So while the uh, Europeans are trying to cut off dependence and reduce dependence on Russian oil and gas, there are other countries who are happy to take reduced price oil and gas from Russia. So uh, the, the Europeans have been scrambling to try to find whatever other sources are available. There's even been discussion at times about the wanting to conclude the Iran nuclear deal so that Iranian oil will be back. <laughs> God damn it. After, after 20 years of going around and basically kicking every country in the nuts, right, at the behest of a certain little country in the Middle East, I might add, um, they want they now want Iran to have uh, nuclear power so it can free up their gas. <laughs> you, can, you can't make this shit up. Oh, man. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, it's going to be cold as fuck. Yes, yes, Back yes. in the market. There have been discussions about change, about improving relations with Venezuela to get Venezuelan oil back on the market. So uh, there's a lot of desperation, and they're looking for desperate... And I, I would imagine there's a whole bunch of people in Iran, Venezuela, just uh, 
Libya, another one. Syria, I guess, somewhat. Iraq, Iraq might not be too keen on uh, selling selling their gas to Western powers. You know, they might just say, oh, you'll have to wait. You have to wait 18 months for us to uh, reorientate our, uh, our supply schedules. Unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, this is the mess. That, because you're ran by people who are fucking incompetent. They're more worried about shutting people like me down. Because <laughs> I don't worship the deify rainbows and sodomy in schools. Uh, to say on the TV in the seventies, my dad did say a few choice words. I've watched him say it on TV in the seventies. My dad did say a few choice words. I don't know what that means, Christy. Um, but my dad used to say a few choice words all the time. So now we've got headlines like this. So one in seven elderly say they'll be forced to turn heating off this winter as deaths may soar. You think? You think? And now. Uh, Again, we're reaching this sort of perfect storm. And again, I, I can't help but notice how it's very much a Western problem. Don't see that much happening. Touch wood, don't see that much happening here in Japan. No one's freaking out about, well, I don't know, my electricity was up this month, but um, the... You know, is this is this something to do with breaking those uppity Anglo's and their their demands for uh, God given rights? How dare they? When it's their corporate stakeholder masters who uh, should be uh, doling out rights as they see fit. Oh, we're all in this together. Yeah, somehow I'm. Uh... <laughs> I'm not so sure that's the case. You you really think that the political class in the UK or in Europe are going to feel a pinch of cold? That they're going to have to be standing in the supermarket looking at bare shelves and wondering what they can and can't afford? Pull the other one. Uh, I'm on the hunt for a nice, stylish, second-hand sheepskin coat. <laughs> Canadians now have armed climate police. Yeah, and again, this is the absurd world that we find ourselves in and it, it, this comes down to are you are you gonna allow well yeah just incompetence to continue to run your lives uh, uh, you know resist passively for the moment but get ready for the moment where that might not be the case because people will only go cold for so long and people will only have the wool pulled over their eyes for so long with respect to <laughs> biological agents being released and their medical countermeasures being forced onto the public. Armed um, climate police could be a good source of <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Uh, wait till the immigrants in Europe get cold. They're going to light the cities in fires. They already do. They already do. Carbecues. <laughs> right. So this uh, this was a good clip, which I think sort of helps encapsulate what I've been trying to say, that you, you've got a perfect storm happening and uh, an intense Jordan Peterson um, 
laying down, laying down the law for people. Um, let's listen to this. My sense is, well, partly because of the Ukraine conflict and the fact that we're wiping out a big chunk of the world's wheat supply and fertilizer supply, that we're going to be putting about 150 million people under intense food pressure, really starting this fall. I think that's when it's going to kick in. And my sense is, well, there's no way that can happen without mass migration pressure on Europe, maybe of a scale that makes the last migration crisis look like virtually nothing. I started warning in January of 2020, actually, and I've warned every day since. And, it's, and I've, uh, at this point, I warn about, you know, half a dozen times a day. You know, if you show a 1% increase in unemployment, you get a 5% increase in psychiatric hospitalization. And that's because there's a lot of people who are just barely making ends meet. And then if you double the cost of necessities like energy or, let's say, fertilizer, or we could even put in food, uh, then you're going to produce a, a tremendous amount of economic pressure on these people uh tilt them into starvation and so and we've seen what's happened in sri lanka which is just a yep 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 and again there are many many people that are just hanging on to that bottom rung of the ladder i'm hanging on to that bottom rung of the ladder and it wouldn't wouldn't take much to to tilt me off into well and, and that your priorities have to change radically and you know i'm i'm fortunate in in that i'm not paying rent <laughs> I, I would say i was sensible enough to buy <laughs> a broken old down bunker and just just get in hide from the shelter <laughs> hanging on like a limpet but many, many other people are just not going to be in that position, especially in the sort of credit-driven economies like the Western Hemisphere. And it, it could get really, really ugly looking. Now, I'm wondering about the immigration pressure being put onto Europe. In a sense, I would almost expect it to be the reverse. People will want out of Europe because there isn't going to be the uh, level of comfort that they've become used to. You think all, you think all those uh, sub-Saharan Africans are going to be nutting out that uh, <laughs> Central European winter? With the, uh, well, global warming's here. Won't, be, won't get to minus 20. What about your family in the UK, Kev? Um, yeah, look, they're, they're very worried. Um, my my mother sold the family house for, uh, and basically bought a little, I don't know, Rob, you know, sort of clone houses just because she was, it was tough for her to heat and cover the costs last year. And what, we're looking at 400% increase in, prices uh i'm how should we say uh not not very optimistic about how it's gonna go and yeah there's that there's a lot of people that live off um workers i, can't, I forget the technical term workers credit or something like that where literally literally the government sponsors cheap ass corporations who pay less than a working wage and then it gets topped up with working credits 
from the from the fucking doll office. And and now I, I don't know, take somewhere like Ireland. My brother's in Ireland. But now you've got half a million to a million Ukrainian refugees pouring into Ireland where they already have a housing crisis. Ireland is on the sort of edge of the Eurozone. It's tough to get gas and <laughs> the utilities that you, you you would need there to absorb those uh, those well, all the people that need housing. And I, I, I don't think it looks good at all. <laughs> so we we could be looking at a real confluence of events coming together that like I say, we think we've got excess death now. Just wait a couple of months. Universal credit. Thank you, Chris. I knew it was something like that. We in Europe suffer 100% inflation, no increase in salary, etc. Insane and prices still climbing. Um, yeah, look, look, my mother's attitude was, I've got blankets, I've got a hot water bottle, uh, I'll make do. But again, when the when your house is the temperature inside as it is outside it's tough to keep warm and what you just stay in bed all the time Mexico South America is going to have an influx maybe uh, what's this actually the root of the sea council of Rome coal is human uh, is human hurt planet so reducing food and human helps earth for them this is all for the great good i don't share this pseudoscience no i don't buy this malthusian bullshit i don't i'm i'm, I'm literally I, I think oh jordan peterson sums it up very very eloquently here. it's an absolute bloody major significant ongoing catastrophe 21 million people in sri lanka there's no way we're going to be able to feed them in any real sense for any long period of time so uh all that eco movement forward on the sri lankan front is going to ensure that those poor starving people are going to eat every goddamn animal on that in that entire country to stave off starvation and then they're going to burn everything for fuel because what the hell else are they going to do so this idea that we can make people poor hungry cold or hot by scaling back food production and disrupting energy supplies and that's somehow going to save the planet is as backwards a conception as any dimwit could possibly formulate <laughs> when Look, people man, are hungry. i get it i get it that uh people people find old jordan peterson a divisive uh divisive personality but look when it when it comes to eloquently nailing a problem um i think he's up there with the best i wish i could do it as well as he could and again, this idea that through central control that you can you can limit people's access to food and energy. And it's yeah, for the greater good. Oof, this is this is the again, take the Soviet Union and times it or just make it on a global scale. And for many of the people who aren't going to feel the pain, they think it's a price worth paying. So we're going to be in a situation where schools aren't going to open because they can't afford the heating bill. So parents are going to have to stay home to look after the kids. 
there's there's many many ramifications that you're going to be looking at that just are not going to bode well especially when you've got so much disease prowling the planet as you know within 48 hours they're going to hit the streets right uh, and they'll start robbing the stores they'll start robbing the the trucks and the trains and the boats and so then supplies stop going governments always start taking food from the farmers they without exception uh -huh. in my uh, uh study over the years the government's <laughs> like like they are in holland like they are in holland <laughs> Just uh, take one of the most productive pieces of land in Europe and uh, tell them to stop producing food. Brilliant. What a smart move. And again, you have just have to wonder how much of it is orchestrated at this point. It's always go for the farmers and, and like in Egypt recently forcing the Egyptian farmers to sell to only approved, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, warehouses, that sort of thing. So people start robbing from the farmers as well. Right. And then the yeah. farmers say, hey, I'm not making I'm I'm either bankrupt or I'm not making any money. And so the farmers stop farming. So that's how you see we get into the second season of this. Right. And so the, the famine creates more famine, just like fire creates fire. And then famine. Uh, you know, let's say you have uh, 20 million people that are hungry in Sri Lanka, and as their nutritional, uh, you know, resources diminish, so too does their physical resilience. And now they're open to disease. Yep. Many yep, yep, yep. This is, and this is the critical point here. Now, um, press for uh, old Clint Richardson. Um, he he wrote to me. Um, in the last uh, day or two, and he he's caught COVID, and basically he says it's been kicking his ass for like fifty hours straight, and we have to presume that this is the milder Omicron versions. Um, again, you get people in situations where they can't warm themselves, the stress the stress from money is enough to impact immunity let alone the chemical assault that comes from gene transfection then what then what and this is this is um bummed at one of my tabs not working now because this one listen to these assholes listen to what the, listen to what these these dicks are saying now white house covid response coordinator i really believe this is why god gave us two arms one for the flu shot and the other one for the covid shot what what and so we're going to be in a situation where people are cold are hungry and then you've got these individuals who again are insulated from the shocks to the system are going to come up with a system where oh you've got to get your shots to make sure to get your government credits to make sure that you can feed and heat yourself and your children we're looking at some very very dark 
scenarios coming into play right now. God gave us two arms, so when they take away the Second Amendment, they can also rip off our limbs along with it, disarmed. Yeah. Um... Many of the people that die in famines actually die from things like, they call them famine fevers. One of those is typhus, another is relapsing fevers. Uh, uh, cholera, which is not a famine fever, waterborne, of course, fecal... Anyway, the bottom line is, m many of the people, if not most, who die during famines are actually from disease. And then this causes that human osmotic pressure, and these sorts of things often lead to more war, right? So it's a, it's a recursive sort of, you know, the, the, the factors just keep, uh, you know, it's, a, it's almost a, a, a fission reaction, right? Jordan, I would not be surprised if within, by 2025, if a billion people aren't dead. I mean, we're really heading into... A billion people. A billion people. So that 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 takes uh, that takes first, second, and cultural revolution, and uh, just wraps it up all into one little bow in the space of a couple of years. If if that if that plays out, holy shit! And again, I, I can't help but noticing how much of it is geared towards Western countries. Like I say. Have your victory gardens. Do whatever it is that you can. But the thing is, when the swarm of locusts start pouring out of cities, oof. It's it's. I don't think it's a situation I would I would want to be in. And uh, as uh, exhilarating as it sounds to be engaged in that zombie apocalypse, as you're uh, as you're defending your sacred ground <laughs> with your with your Second Amendment and your barrels of bullets i don't know i don't know how many people can handle that type of psychological trauma the most epic famines that have ever happened in human history because energy is equivalent to work and because work is equivalent to food and shelter if you make energy expensive what you do is you starve the poor and you don't have to starve them very much before they become desperate and things fall apart and then we fall into these positive feedback loops that michael has been describing and so when you hear these bloody globalist globalist utopians talk about the necessity for higher energy costs you remember that that comes directly at the cost of the world's poor christian Freeland, the Deputy Prime Minister of Canada, two weeks ago had the unmitigated and I would say quasi-demonic gall to announce publicly that $8 a gallon gasoline in Canada was actually probably a good thing because Canadians should be reminded non-stop just how severe the climate crisis is every time. Wow. 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 Well, she gets shuttled around in limos and private jets. These people make me fucking sick. Let it burn. Let it, let, let these people... You, you know what? I said this the other day, right? Find out where these people live, right? Get thermal imaging. <laughs> Make sure you know where their heating is. And go in and use their heating. Make them feel a little bit uncomfortable.
time they fill up their cars. And that's perfectly bloody fine unless you're living on the edge of your economic capability. And the fact that you can't afford to fill up your car anymore puts you into unemployment and food deprivation in relationship to your children. And that's in the rich West. And now in the Europe, we're so goddamn stupid on our energy policy because of these idiot environmental schemes that we've made ourselves pathologically reliant on the Russians. And we're gonna bloody well see what that costs us. And I know the Germans are burning coal again because their, their switch, massively expensive and counterproductive switch to so-called renewals has been another catastrophe. And so now God only knows how expensive energy is going to be, become. And that's directly related to the provision of the famines that Michael is talking about. So get ready for this, folks, because it's coming down the pipes. Yep. Yep, I have to agree. And I think it's all been highly coordinated. There was a, you know, whether it's the UN 2030 agenda, etc. Who knows? Who knows? Someone flicked the switch, though, and kicked all this into action right now. And again, the, the, what can we do? Not much. Just try and survive. Try and survive. And, you know, if you're going to have victory gardens, make sure you're doing it with a few neighbors, right? So you can you can keep you can keep an eye out and and fight for it to get it together. As I say, this this only really applies to the US because there's very few places in the in the rest of the world where you've got the right to be able to bear arms such that you can protect your property. Speaking of which, uh, remind yourselves that uh, when it comes to protecting your property. When they kick at your front door, how you gonna come? Put your hands on your head, on the trigger of your gun. Yes, that's right, folks. Uh, when the zombies are coming to take care. Uh to rip apart your uh, radish patch, uh, Brew Baker Arms Manufacturing, the go-to for home defense. Get them before they get you. Jordan, uh, Germans are collecting wood right now. Uh, as much as they can get, they realize this can be a very cold winter. Let the poor freeze in the dark. That's how you oh, save yeah. the planet. It's yeah, no kidding, that, man. Uh, if anything it can destroy the, the European Union, that'll be it. If Germany collapses, it's over, right? And, you know, many of us have been looking at Greece and uh, Italy and Portugal and Spain for years, wondering which one would go first. I thought it would probably be Greece, but we saw Italy looks like they might be the first to fall off the tree, right? And uh, and, and, and then probably the other three, Italy, uh, Portugal, Spain, uh, you know, Greece or Italy already, uh, you know, Greece uh, probably will be soon to follow. These are the weak uh, canaries in this coal mine. I mean, it'll fall but, out of the European Union. Uh, just so many factors that uh, that are really going the wrong direction. Transport, you know, famines in the past have generally been, uh, recently I found 1910, 1911 Britannica, uh, and I looked up famine. I was just seeing what they, uh, you know, uh, thought about famine back then. And, and it was a very wisely written uh, uh, entry in the Britannica, and they said, they, they and the entry uh, posited that, 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 you know, large famines are probably a thing of the past because now we have modern transportation Obviously, some of the largest famines were yet to come because the largest famines are always caused not by locusts and drought. They're caused by people taking yep. advantage of these things, right? Like the like the the Holodomor in in 1932-33 uh, yep. in Ukraine. Very good book on that called Red Famine. Yep, and like I say, very eloquently put. Um, bravo, Jordan Peterson, and and again. 
what are they saying? Make the poor even poorer and stick them in the dark and cold and then see what happens. And it's September, folks. The heat here is broken. If Germany collapses, it's over. Should have thought that before they started World War II, eh? Um, well, Liston, uh, wasn't it you that was uh, eulogising old Uncle A? I don't, I don't know. Um, like I say, I, th I, I feel right now we're just in that uh, that pause, right? You know, we've got we've, we've muddled through the uh, the winter months, uh, sorry, the summer months, where we've got non-COVID all-cause mortality, a thousand people a week uh, in the UK, more in the US. Uh, dying of things that they shouldn't, that may be linked to, uh, again, gene transfection exposure. There's uh, there's so much coming down the pipeline right now, in the context in the context of war in Europe, and historically, man, that doesn't go well. Which brings me to uh, this, uh, the title of this stream. So. After now having caught the U.S. engaged in less than ethical scientific research, but research that we can more or less call biological warfare research, and yeah, you can wrap it up in trying to say that it's medical countermeasures, etc. But you would have hoped that uh, saner and cooler heads would have prevailed as the conflagration is starting in Europe as as the information is leaking out into the into public consciousness all that we've been pushing for the last two and a half years that SARS wasn't a natural spillover it, it was all to do with DOD programs and what well, for want of a better expression the um, the idea of offshoring these programs and then having a spying program in place to see what the these Chinese or whatever all these uh, all these untermensch the below the below below Western below Westerners what they're up to. But now we have this. So according to Russia and again, under the current circumstances, I'm inclined to lend credence to what the Russians are saying. So the US is poised to relocate buyer programs from Ukraine to other post-Soviet states. Lieutenant General Igor Krylov, chief of the Radiation, Chemical and Biological Defense Forces of the Russian Armed Forces, said that the expansion of the network of biological laboratories on the basis of which it is possible to create and store biological weapons components poses a threat to Russia's military security. 
So this was on 4th of September. The Pentagon has plans to transfer programs of biological research from Ukraine to post-Soviet republics, Eastern European and Baltic states at the shortest possible time to move close to Russian borders. Lieutenant General Igor Krilov, chief of Renew, got that bit. The Pentagon is poised to shortly relocate the programs unfinished in Ukraine to other post-Soviet states, as well as the Eastern European states, such as Bulgaria, the Czech Republic and the Baltic states. The enlargement of the network of biolaboratories which may be used to develop and store components of biological weapons poses a threat to the military security of the Russian Federation. Unlike nuclear weapons the United States deploys to NATO allies territories, this policy of the alliance in the biological field makes it possible for it to get close to our borders uncontrollably, he said. Now, again, um, it's TASS. Um, make of that what you will. But look... This doesn't strike me as uh, an unreasonable statement to be making. And again, I don't think that there are adults in charge at the moment. There are neocon ideologues on both sides of the aisle. <laughs> both sides of the aisle where, you know, if you... I don't know how much of the... Well, why did Biden have that speech the other day in in, in Philadelphia? What, what was that about? Right, that he would be there talking about and naming mega, mega Republicans as being the enemy within. What was that? Was that just a spontaneous... <laughs> like, just visiting Philadelphia, we're just going to have a... a a discussion about democracy and basically going out and calling a large proportion of the US population terrorists within the enemy within calling on uh, non-mega republicans and democrats to unite to uh, crush this enemy these are the same people who were uh, uh, who were hiding, trying to deny the fact that there were these biological laboratories in Ukraine to begin with. All of these people seem very, very suspect to me. Now, if I was if I was to describe uh, mega Americans' cutards, yeah. for all their faults, a lot of them seem to be leaning into. Well, we want we want a. An America that isn't acting as the world's policeman, that isn't trying to go round uh, fermenting revolutions in dozens of countries simultaneously to maintain a hegemonic edge. And again, after all I've seen over the last two and a half, more, it's more than two and a half years now. And the U.S. now are going to disperse their bio-surveillance programs to other countries. Now, the thing is, what are those other countries? Don't, don't they get a say in it? Might, might they, don't, don't they get just to turn around and say, ah, you know what, we might, uh, <laughs> we're all right. We're all right for those uh, surveillance programs. We're doing just fine. GW Bush thing, maybe. 
Um, let's see. Southern Magnolia says, stirring up crap and giving the go call to BLM, Antifa, and Frame Republic. Yeah, that was that was the whole <laughs> the hilarious part about that Biden speech was that there was no mention about the uh, egging on that they gave to BLM and Antifa. It was it was all about what what was the phrase he used? The January six insurrectionists that held a knife to the throat of American democracy, something like that. Where literally <laughs> a couple of couple of years beforehand, they were they were supporting anything and everything that. Black Lives Matter and Antifa did as cities across the country went up in flames in the middle of a supposed COVID lockdown that saw cases skyrocket because of it. And the you know, the hypocrisy is, is stomach churning. And I've, I, I would... You know, as bad as Europe might have it this this winter. Um, if if the American voting public and it's very difficult for me to comprehend that the Democrats are going to be maintaining an edge in the midterm elections, and they don't, and there looks like foul play again with elections, then, you know, again, Americans, I would just say this, just try to just hold still. The, it, the, it is imploding. The system is imploding. Just sort of keep your powder dry. And I guess wait till they give the order to round up you <laughs> maker Americans. Let them come to your door and then, then, then give them the brew baker. Both barrels. Uh, let's see. This type of news is the Pavlov bell conditioning to prime us for the impact. Maybe. Maybe. This time Antifa will be wearing mega gear. <laughs> Best says, I'm a skeptic about apocalypse now. What would people at wars would say? The winter, nothing serious will, ha will happen. We have stocked up so much resources. It will take years to trash them all, but it's a spiral. Yeah, but it, you've got to be thinking about it's the breakdown of the supply chains, and so okay, you might you might roll through one winter, but it these are finely tuned systems, highly complex, and when you've got a country that's so well, I don't want to I don't want to say. Um, a, a, ready to go to war with with each other but so polarized it is highly polarized that that, that you could be inching your way towards that that maybe not this year but maybe the year after you know just in time for the real elections just so that the democrats can postpone them hold on to power that bit longer they want november elections called off do they Do they? I, I, I don't know. But anyway, um, in response to this, the uh, New York Times. Now, usually uh, I find most stuff in the New York Times 
behind a paywall. But uh, this one isn't from two days ago. Russia's unfounded claims of secret US bioweapons linger on and on. So without providing evidence, the Kremlin... <laughs> without providing evidence? Well, apart from the US admitting it, um, apart from them finding these labs, apart from them putting forward dossiers, documenting... Well, like I say, one of the worst ones that stuck in my craw was... Uh, TB infected banknotes that were being handed out to children. Uh, let's see. The Kremlin is pressing allegations that the US operates labs in Ukraine and beyond. This week it's called an investigative session in Geneva. Uh, let's see. The United States secretly manufactured biological weapons in Ukraine. It trained birds to carry pathogens into Russia. It created COVID-19. It operated laboratories in Nigeria that engineered this year's outbreak of monkeypox. Of the many falsehoods that the Kremlin has spread since the war in Ukraine began more than six months ago, some of the most outlandish and yet enduring have been those accusing the United States of operating clandestine biological research programs to wreak havoc around the globe. Well, look, hang on a minute, man. Um, we, we know that these labs exist. We know that they had billions poured into them by DITRA, Department of Defense. <laughs> <laughs> Metabiota with uh, Hunter Biden were talking about the rights of uh, Ukrainians to press for their national sovereignty and how they can help by uh, pushing in those labs into Ukraine. We're just all supposed to forget that. Now, again, there's so, there's so many misdirections and lies in the first two paragraphs. How long is this? Uh, it's a big, long article, so... Uh, <laughs> Buckle up, folks. Okay, I'm going to have to make this the uh, last one. We're not going to get to long COVID, but if I've got the biowarfare in, then that's the that's the main thing. The United States and others have dismissed the accusations as preposterous, and Russia has offered no proof. Yet the claims continue to circulate, backed at times by China's diplomats and state media. They have ebbed and flowed in international news reports, fueling conspiracy theories that linger online. And again, it's not true that they haven't brought forward evidence. They've tried multiple times in front of the United Nations to bring forward the issue of these laboratories in Ukraine, and not just Ukraine. All, all across the southern flank of Russia. And I, I again, I don't know how much of this is it's just geared towards um a subsection of the american public the cohort that just believe that it's all russia bad in geneva this week russia has commanded an international forum to air its unsupported assertions again the Biological Weapons Convention, the international treaty that since 1975 has barred the development and use of weapons made of biological toxins or pathogens, give member nations the authority to request a formal hearing of violations, and Russia has invoked the first one in a quarter century. This is the military biological Pandora's box which the United States has opened and filled more than once. Irina R. Yorovia 
the deputy chair of Russia's lower house of parliament, the State Duma, said last month. She's leading a parliamentary committee that was formed to investigate the American support for biological research laboratories in Ukraine and elsewhere. Now imagine this. Imagine, imagine this, folks. Virtually no Western officials or experts except Russia expect Russia to produce during the week-long gathering. Uh, during the week-long gathering, facts that corroborate the accusations. If the past is any guide, that will not stop Russia from making them. Experts say Russia is likely to use the mere existence of the investigative session, much of it will take place behind closed doors, to give its claims a patina of legitimacy. Russia's propaganda campaign has sought to justify the invasion ordered by President, uh, President Vladimir V. Putin Vladimir V. Putin. What's the what's the V in the middle for? Vladimir Vladimir Putin, uh, who in April cited a network of Western biolabs as one of the threats that forced Russia to act. More broadly, though, the flurry of accusations has sought to discredit the United States and its allies. Look, right. Um, let's let's just see if we can find uh, <laughs> Newland. Does Ukraine have chemical or biological weapons? Uh, Ukraine has uh, biological research facilities, which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain. Look at that body language. <laughs> control of so we are working with the ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of well, if they're all benign research materials why why would you be concerned why would you be concerned tell us that uh russian forces should they approach what i think got some people fired up is when she said we're worried that the Russians will get a hold of these facilities because that implies that there's something in those facilities dangerous. So I don't know if you could shed some light on how it can, how there can be things in the lab that are dangerous, but they not be weapons labs. Yeah, all I would all I would say, Senator, is that you know that the danger here, it seems to me, is the capacity the Russians have developed and that they've used in the past, and they're, you know, just. <laughs> Just completely deflect from the question and uh, just pour all that blame onto uh, the Russians. <laughs> Sololinsky is proud. <laughs> Interest in crying, trying to create false narratives here as well. Um, to the best of my knowledge, well, you have to be careful about, you know, any of those substances you've, you've talked about, which you see in public health or research systems around the world for civilian purposes, well, you have to be careful about that. That is in no way akin to the kind of threats that would be posed by, you know, weapons research and development or weapons facilities. And again, not taking into account the, the nature of next generation warfare. These, these aren't your grandpappy's anthrax bombs. It's not a Merifrax. These are... Uh, 
Ukrainians. Yeah, so I, I did uh, I did hear that. That was pretty funny. Um, could my American audience? Who is this individual? By you know weapons. Who's that? I don't know who that I don't know who that person is. But again, a complete deflection, uh, a dismissal of the fact that yeah, you know what she did mention that uh, yeah, there's uh, we're worried about them getting in the hands of Russians. Oh my god, unbelievable! All right, let's uh, get back to this. Uh, Ukraine, where was I? More broadly, though, the flurry of accusations has sought to discredit the United States and its allies, Ukraine's most powerful supporters, and increasingly the source of arms being used to fight Russian forces. Uh, let's see. Russia's propaganda campaign has sought to justify the invasion of Ukraine ordered by President Vladimir v putin why why the why the vladimir v putin what's the v uh, let's see uh i believe it's one mr glowy gay okay <laughs> that doesn't help me well russians are not as good as in my country they brought the communism socialism rapes murder etc but the other party who killing hungarians are ukrainians so you must stop evil a to defeat evil b not as good as in my country they brought the communism socialism rapes murder etc but the other party who are killing hungarians are ukrainians um remember colors signs all rwb country flags are in league with each other it's a coded agreement maybe um Uh, Vladimir Vladimirovich. Thank you. We need more Bono. <laughs> yes, yes, more Bono, more Bono in the uh, underground of Kiev. Uh, even when unsupported by fact, the accusations have played into pre-existing attitudes towards American dominance in foreign affairs. The consequence has been to sow division and doubt. Not necessarily to build support for Russians' invasion, but to deflect some of the blame to the United States and the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Yeah, like like NATO was just a complete innocent party here and was wasn't wasn't front loading Ukraine with weapons and training its men for a push into the Donbass to take back Crimea. The notoriety of Russia's accusations about secret weapons production could also erode confidence in genuine biological research, much as the debate over the origins of COVID-19 has. Oh, again, so you're not allowed to question origins of COVID-19 in New York Times world when literally, literally the head of the Lancet Commission, for the, or the scumbag that he is, has said that, uh, yeah, it very likely is a lab leak. And all the people that were involved in investigating it are all, are all, all an incestuous nest of vipers. Wow. Fuck the New York Times. How dare they? It's amazing to me that they would... Um, yeah, see, this one you've still you've got paid to get to. But this bit of propaganda is free. 
Uh, let's see. The message is constantly about these labs, and that will erode confidence in that infrastructure and the work that's being performed, said Philippa Lentzos, an expert on biological threats and security at King's College London. Yeah, I know who that is. And it will significantly undermine global biosafety and biosecurity efforts, so it does have consequences. Yeah, look, I've I've yet to see anything, anything positive come from these programs. In fact, it just seems like an unmitigated disaster. An unmitigated disaster in which the last few decades there's been a select bunch gorging themselves at the trough. Filling themselves up at the free money supply that was being pumped into it. And here, here you have New York Times trying to, try again, to engage in narrative control. Have we not got sick and tired of this yet as as you're facing freezing to death this winter your relatives being picked off by disease that we're just not just we've had enough already can we not just wind it back in all the money that gets poured into these programs how about that going to help with heating bills instead for all the, <laughs> the the trouble that they they've caused by pulling us in this direction, and again you have to wonder why that they would go down this direction. And I've I, again I toy with the idea that because they realise that they've been caught red-handed, they they know that they're in deep doo doo, that they would literally would ignite the planet. <laughs> just to, just to just to scrabble away in the chaos Russia added the outbreak of monkeypox to its list of american transgressions in April, General Igor A. Kirillov, the head of the Russian's Army Radiological, Chemical and Biological Defense Force, insinuated that the United States had started the latest outbreak because it supported four research laboratories in Nigeria where the epidemic began to spread. In the months after the General's comments, there were nearly 4,000 articles in Russian media and many of them shared on Twitter, Facebook and other social media platforms, according to research conducted by Zignal Labs for the New York Times. For evidence of a conspiracy, some of the Russian reports pointed to a simulation in 2021, the Munich Security Conference, an annual gathering of defense officials and experts from around the world. The simulation intended to test how well countries would contain a new pandemic positive. Yeah, and again, this is all true. All true. Like event 201. And again, how much is real-life wargaming, given the... the public face of respectability by calling it an academic exercise. What will be the next pathogen released? Well, look, the, the, the most obvious one, I would argue, would be some really souped-up version of flu. That That would make the most sense. You know, Stuff that just uh, is just going to spread between piss pig and KY corn fed fucker um, isn't going to isn't going to make that much of a dent. But some really, really nasty flu. <laughs> yeah, that might. Especially, again, if we're dealing with uh, compromised immunity from exposure to 
uh, gene transfection. Where were we? Uh, um, for evidence of a conspiracy, some of the Russian reports. Oh, I did that. Uh, but anyway, uh, 270 million deaths from monkeypox. What, there's that many homos? Jesus. <laughs> the Russian report circulated so widely that the advocacy group that designed the exercise, the Nuclear Threat Initiative, put out a statement in May trying to tamp down any misconception. Hey, is that the same as this dude? Europeans. Nuclear Studies Institute. Mm. Uh, da, 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 da. We have no reason to believe that the current outbreak involves an engineered pathogen, as we have not seen any compelling evidence that would support such a hypothesis. Well, except for the fact that the uh, the mutation rate is orders of magnitude above what would be expected for a DNA virus. Uh, let's see. The organization based in Washington wrote, we also do not believe that the current outbreak has the potential to spread as rapidly as the fictional engineered pathogen in our scenario or to cause such a high case fatality rate. Russia's accusations have appeared in news reports in many countries, especially in Africa and the Middle East, regions that have become diplomatic battlegrounds between the United States, Russia and China. The state media in China routinely amplifies Russian claims about the war with Ukraine and about secret biological weapons research as part of its own information battle with the United States that began with the debate over the spread of COVID-19. China's heavily censored internet, which aggressively stifles unwelcome political opinions, has also freely circulated conspiracy theories about a possible American role in the spread of monkeypox, as Bloomberg reported. What are we looking at here? I mean, it's it's from May. President, quick question. What have your health advisors told you your level of concern should be about monkeypox and the cases that are in the United States and around the world? Well, they haven't told me the level of exposure yet, but it is something that everybody should be concerned about. We're working on it hard to figure out what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, just the uh, the names that keep popping up here just don't fill me with confidence. <laughs> Russia's efforts to push claims about biological weapons come from an old Russia propaganda playbook adapted to the age of social media. Researchers at the Rand Corporation... <laughs> Rand Corporation, yeah, they're really an objective source, called the Russian strategy a firehose fire of falsehood, inundating the public with huge numbers of claims that are designed to deflect attention and cause confusion and distrust, as much as to provide an alternative point of view. The strategy has roots reaching back to the Cold War. In 1983, the KGB planted an anonymous letter in an Indian newspaper alleging that the United States manufactured the virus that caused AIDS in an experiment at Fort Detrick, according to documents of the Woodrow Wilson International Center for Scholars Digital Archive. Now, again, I'm just wondering, again, the looking at the links to polio vaccine and the what should we say the special virus cancer program and all these all these different elements that were 
again allow us a, a degree of suspicion and what what's the other alternative michael warabi's <laughs> michael warabi's analysis that uh, oh yeah it was zoonosis we've got uh, we've got a uh, an identification from the 1960s of some antibodies <laughs> I, i'm i'm not buying that anymore Um, AIDS is, where would, where would we, where would we find that? Um, well, I'm not finding it in their, in their archive. The false claim spread extensively in the years that followed, even appearing at one point on CBS Evening News with Dan Rather. The campaign ended only in 1987 when the Reagan administration warned the last Soviet leader, Mikhail S. Gorbachev, who died on Tuesday, that it would hurt newly warming relations with the West. Russia's propaganda model today has been adapted to take advantage of technology and available media in ways that would have been inconceivable during the Cold War, according to the RAND study. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the same isn't being done in reverse. And I'm on the receiving end of it constantly. I haven't had Ruskis try and uh, shut me down yet. Despite a shameless willingness to disseminate partial truths or outright fictions and a disregard of consistency, the strategy can often be persuasive to some, especially those who have preconceived biases, one of the authors, authors Christopher Paul, said in an interview. Now, again, I haven't seen anything in this article to rebut the idea that there were these bi biological laboratories in Ukraine. Nothing. It's all just, uh, oh, the Russians have got a, a terrible history of uh, gaslighting the public. And like the, like the West hasn't. Ah, where were we? There are still people who believe the CIA caused AIDS in Africa. Like I say, I'm not, I'm not so sure. How, uh, that's uh, that's uh, fabrication at this point, even though that idea has been thoroughly debunked, Mr. Paul said. Not many, but some. Um, again, how has it been debunked? Warraby? <laughs> Warraby? Warraby and his uh, wet market hypothesis and his inability to use, uh, use GPS coordinates properly? that her as unable to use kernel spreading for a kernel analysis. Like many disinformation campaigns, Russia's accusations on occasions have a passing relationship to facts. Even before the war in Ukraine, Russia raised alarm about US efforts to establish closer defense and research ties with several of Russia's neighbors, including other former republics of the Soviet Union. The United States has poured millions of dollars of assistance into those countries under the biological threat reduction program the initiative was originally yeah, so here we, here we go here's the twisting of these these narratives that again these are 
uh, these programs were purely to uh, observe the local environment and nothing nothing untoward was going on whereas we have literally gigabytes of data <laughs> to the opposite the initiative was originally intended to dismantle the remnants of the Soviet era. Nuclear, chemical and biological weapons after the Cold War, including in Ukraine, is expanded to focus on supporting biological research laboratories that are crucial to monitor and prevent diseases from spreading. Russia previously made unsubstantiated claims about an American finance, finance lab in the former Soviet Republic of Georgia, which Russia invaded in 2008. And that's the uh, Non-Luga Center. And again, where uh, there were people dying left, right, and center, as uh, what should we say, pharma uh, giants were engaged in should we say less than ethical research there for their medical countermeasures. The State Department, in response to questions about Russia's accusations, were intended to justify and distract from its unprovoked invasion of Ukraine. Not so sure. Since the war began, Russia has already raised its accusations before the United Nations Security Council. Izumi Nakimatsu, the UN Undersecretary General and High Representative for Disarmament and Affairs, twice told the council there was no evidence of any biological weapons programs in Ukraine. Mm, I beg to disagree. Although Russian officials repeatedly promised to provide proof of the secret weapons research in Ukraine, they have not yet done so. No, but they have. But they, they've just been, it's just been blithely ignored by all the parties that are implicated by it. Although Russian officials repeatedly promised that on Monday, Russia will make a, rep a presentation before representatives of the 184 nations that have signed the Biological Weapons Convention, the United States, Ukraine and other countries will be able to respond later in the week. Because the treaty has no verification or enforcement provisions, there will be no official ruling on Russia's claims, but on Friday, nations can state their positions. Dr. Lensos of King's College London said that because of the format and geopolitics, many countries might be unwilling to publicly contradict Russia or its biggest backer, China. Ah. <laughs> Things getting a bit hot for the uh, Western allies there then. The other time a member nation of the Biological Weapons Convention invoked a special session was in 1997 when Cuba accused the United States of spraying a plume of insects over the country's crops, causing a devastating infestation. Now, somehow that has the ring of truth to it as well. Just, just saying. The proceedings were not public, but several nations later submitted written observations about Cuba's claims and the United States' rebuttal. Only North Korea supported Cuba's claims. Eight countries, Australia, Canada, Denmark, Germany, Hungary, Japan, the Netherlands and New Zealand concluded there was no link. China and Vietnam said it was impossible to determine. Russia submitted no response. There's a big silent majority that just wants to sit on the fence. Dr. Lensos says they don't really want to take a side because it could hurt their interests either way. So the big question is not do these guys believe it or not, it's to what, what extent are they motivated to act on it and speak out. And again, um, very, very little in the way of trying to debunk the fact that we know those labs were there or, or yeah, where I'll, I'll use past tense here because if the Russians had any sense, they'll have, they'll have uh, demolished them. Well, now you you'd probably want to keep them around for evidence, I guess. And Jay Thomas says, always remember your government loves you. And yes, on that point, um, I'm going to uh, 
call it uh, quits, I think. I've got to get the kids ready for school or help the missus get the kids ready for school. Uh, I don't know where people would move to Mexico. A lot of cartel violence. Well, is it any worse than, uh, than the US at the moment? Uh, yeah, this is this is where we're at. And I think we're in very perilous times, folks. And this this fop of an article is it's literal agitprop. It's literal agitprop. And it, like I say, we've got the uh, Russian the Russian dossier. So maybe I just have it to hand real quick. Let's just bring it up. Where did I put it? Discord. Uh, I've I've downloaded them a few times, but ah, um, like I say, this was more of a test stream just to see how new things would uh, pan out. Uh, wasn't so bad, I guess. Um, just to get my account locked by. I suppose uh, I can kiss that one goodbye but um, in these last days perilous times will come yes yes and my I say my, my gut feeling is is that this this winter could be very very bad and I would uh, I encourage everyone to uh, make make preparations accordingly make sure you've got rice lentils spam um try and get an alternative form of heating should you need it like i said kerosene heater get a kerosene heater if you can although you know when you're in a privation situation everything's going to get slammed so the doctor back on youtube yeah yes um you can go subscribe uh there here's the here's the link and please go subscribe there i'll put out an email of uh links to go to and yeah and just remind everyone again because of the degree of um censorship that we're under um go register to be notified give an email and like i say you might get a whole bunch of alerts but it's the, it's the scenario in which we find ourselves and be better to have a few alerts coming in at once than none at all so mccann dojo go hit register to be notified all you got to do is just give you any email that you can receive the alert say i agree you can unsubscribe at any time uh, please do that and of course um try to keep the doc in the game um patreon uh wtl i'll put the link here um if you appreciate the work that we do um go there or if you want to do a stream labs and you can use your paypal account for that 
So that kind of should make it easier. I know people are just reluctant to use credit cards, but um, yeah, there you go. Uh, use those links. Of course, buy me coffee, subscribe to our cryptocurrency. If you want to break off some big chunks of uh, crypto, help Doc uh, get these experiments. We're trying real, real hard to get them off the ground, to get these uh, get these monkeys ready. And uh, we'll see. Let, like I say, let's, let's see what happens when we explore the envelope of adverse events. We're not just looking for... Um, can we get a uh, immunogenic response? We want to see if we can, what's the scope of adverse events when pushing the model system? And I'm, I've got a feeling that we'll see these amyloid prion-like um, side effects, I guess for want of a better expression. All right, I'm out of here. Take care, guys. God bless. See you in the next one. And uh, does it have to work? Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do. I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these papers. I will fucking kill each fucking kappa. I swear. <laughs> this is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually saying. Fuck these chapters. No fucking vaccine or MRA or ever first you want fucking blood blood. Never. No. I will fucking die. Fucking praying for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. Oh, then, this guy. So,